I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right. Thank you for coming back to this week's episode. We have Mikkel Becker, and this is a unique episode. Mikkel is a certified trainer and a dog behavior counselor. And in this episode, we talk about Fear Free, which is counselor and lead animal training for pets, whether it be dogs, cats, you know, equestrian animals. And so it's a really unique conversation. And, you know, we kind of pivot and Mikkel shares with us how at first she was on the path and thought early on as a young person, she wanted to be a broadcast journalist. Her interaction and relationship with Diane Sawyer, who she made through her father, Dr. Marty Becker, who served with Good Morning America for over 17 years as the vet correspondent. And so it was interesting because Mikkel always said, you know, I just want to be like Diane Sawyer. And it was she shares the story how um, that interaction came into play and actually how Diane reverted her out of that focus of the career and put her into working more of like with animals. And so the whole episode just kind of unleashes the ebb and flow of the process of decision making and how she has created some very powerful tools to help unlock some important things for our pets. So great conversation. I do make a reference to Bentley, our um, special fur baby in our house. And so enjoy the story, enjoy the message, make sure that you leave us a review, share it with as many people as possible. And then I'm going to encourage you to, if you like the episode, to go over to the Happy Paws podcast where Mikkel is launching it in May. And so make sure that you join that. And of course, um, just chime in, share in the show notes with others who will find interest in it as well. So enjoy the episode. All right. This week is Mikkel Becker. And Mikkel's a certified trainer, a dog behavior counselor, and the lead animal trainer for Fear Free. So we're going to dig into that. From early in life, Mikkel was undeniably clear that the number one focus was always going to be animals. And so, Mikkel, thank you for being our guest today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. So, as we're getting to know each other, I mean, so anybody's listening to this, right? You're, you're a bit of an entrepreneur. You've had to chart a path. Tell us, certified dog trainer, dog behavior, like what's, what's your story and what's gotten you into that space, Mikkel? So, I grew up with my dad, a veterinarian, and... When I was little, I always wanted to be an animal trainer or a broadcast journalist. And it's pretty amazing that today I get to kind of marry the two together. And that's really become my passion. It's been quite a journey along the way where my group path went from being solely focused later, like in high school, I wanted to be a broadcast journalist, wanted to be the next science lawyer to then gradually shifting. And Diane herself was actually a big part of that, interestingly enough. But 
uh, I ended up going into animals and I love what I do because it is, it's just, it's really both of my passions. And I love being able to connect with pets on this other level and being able to help people understand what their pet is needing, what they're saying. I think so often pets are just misunderstood for what they really need in that moment and being able to be that bridge and being able to connect the person with what, with their pet and what their pet is really saying, what they're really needing in that moment. It makes such a big difference. So it's really healing to people, healing to those pets. So I love what I do because it, it really does. It impact many, many lives, both human and pet. It does. Well, it's, it's a universal humanitarianism, right? It's, it's, it's the human side of, of animals. So, okay, let's step back though. What was it about Diane Sawyer that kind of had an impact in you not getting into broadcast journalism? Because now like you kind of planted a teaser, we have to know. <laughs> so my dad was the veterinarian on Good Morning America for about 17 years. And so my brother and I, when we were little, we would travel with them to Good Morning America, do the interviews. I always thought it was so cool when I was young because I was so into the boy bands. There was 98 Degrees and O-Town and and all, all of those that would go there. So that was like the ultimate. But but really, my ultimate was Diane because I wanted to be her. And it was funny at the Good Morning America had an anniversary party. And the day before, I'd had her sign this shirt for me that said the next Diane Sawyer. And, and Diane, I'd known her for quite a while at this point. So she wrote on there, aim higher, Mikhail, you'll be the best. And uh, that's like the kind of thing that Diane would do. She's just very, very genuine person. And, but what was really cool is it, it was cool, but it was also hard to take at the time because she came into the anniversary party and she beelined it right over to my dad and I, which was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. Like my, my hero, like, oh my goodness. But she sat down next to me and her advice was a little hard to take because she said, you know, Mikkel, I, I've been thinking, I just got to tell you, like, you're just too nice for this business. She's like, this is a dog eat dog world. People are cutthroat. You're a really nice person. I just don't want to see you go down this path. I think you should really think about something else. And oh, that just cut to the heart. I, I, it was really hard to take. It, very interesting, actually, like reading Dan Harris's 10% Happier what he describes in his book as kind of the culture in that is, is basically what Diane was describing to me. And I'm so grateful for her words of advice that, that were coupled with also some, even in my own university when I was going through college and they're like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard business right now. And so it's really neat to be able to still be able to do broadcasting, but being able to center it around pets. And I, I honestly didn't even think that would be something that would be practical, that would be possible. I've always loved pets, but thought, okay, it's either one or the other. And so how awesome to be able to do both today. Okay. But Mikkel, like what a gift though. Like I love the insight and the partnership and like the blessing like Diane said. I mean, like you've been able, she was able to witness you as a human and, you know, those words of advice, I'm sure have really saved you a lot of like harm and tension because, you know, imagine going down that path and having it not happen. Like I'm putting in all the work, I'm doing all the things, but yeah, maybe the bulletproof skin wasn't, you know, going to be there probably never would. So what a great diversion into the power that you have today. So yeah, sometimes those disappointments. And we talk a lot about that with entrepreneurs, right? We think we're going to go one direction. And then sometimes it's like, whoops, I guess we're going to go over here. But you are thriving in that space. So how are you taking, like, connect the dots though. So, you know, as a certified trainer and dog behavior counselor, like, how is that position like with your experience and your interest in broadcast journalism? Like, let's connect the dots there. 
Yeah. So it's, it's been amazing for, for me. I, I definitely have been told I have no poker face. I kind of am who I am, which is also a blessing. I'm so glad that I'm doing what I'm doing now because I get to have my own personality. I get to have my own opinions. And, and I think that my opinions really do help pets and people. And what I really focus on is being able to be on a, a larger platform to be able to communicate those meaningful messages to people. And I think there's so, so, there's so much misinformation out there in terms of what pets are saying, what pets need. And so I get to create videos and educational content and articles and, and doing different interviews that are all centered around pets and the way that we can watch over their physical and emotional well-being through Fear Free. And Fear Free, our family business is all centered around the emotional and physical well-being of pets. So that's where my passion lies. And being able to, able to communicate that message is just an ongoing gift every single day. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So describe Fear Free more though. So what was the the concept? Like we're going to build this, you know, what what's the concept behind Fear Free outside of, you know, knowing that it's like emotional and, and, and you know, sustainable around the pet, but what's the real deep dive into that? Yes. So, so Fear Free really started my dad, Dr. Marty Becker was at a, a conference one time and with Dr. Karen Overall, veterinary behaviorist was, and she said that fear is the worst thing a social species can experience and it causes permanent damage to the brain. And for him as a veterinarian, he basically had this, this revelation that, wow, you know, just what we're doing through physical exams with pets and trying to, to take care of their physical well-being, we are in, in many cases, creating emotional damage. And so Fear Free really started out of that revelation and it's become a passion and it's been, you know, with, with hundreds of different veterinary behaviorists and veterinary experts and different pet experts, it's been just an ongoing mission to be able to improve emotional well-being for pets. And this can be in ways like through fear-free certified professionals and practices at the vet to groomers, to pet sitters, to trainers. So it, it's really important to be able to watch over your pet's emotional welfare wherever they go. And that's really what fear-free is about because we want to prevent any unnecessary fear, anxiety, and stress that our pets experience. And at the same time, promoting aspects of pet well-being. Okay. So how do you go about it? Like, okay, so you understand, let me just give you an example. This just happened to us the other day. So I'm cooking, right? Whenever, for some reason, anytime the oven's above 375, the smoke detector goes off, right? And it's a piercing sound that nobody enjoys, especially Bentley, our eight-year-old Cabochon. And it scares him. And I know that it's going to happen and go off. So like, I mean, I talk to him. Oftentimes I try to put him outside so when it goes, because it's going to be a given, right? I know that that's going to happen. It's going to trigger. It's just the way that it, you know, it's safe. It's just that sound when the heat of the oven door opens. What would you do in that situation? I mean, knowing, as I describe it, like, I know that he's going to have fear around that. Like, can you help us with that example, Mikkel? Yeah, absolutely. I love that, that example. So fear-free, a lot of it is about preventing that fear, anxiety, and stress in the first place. So that management piece that you do of putting them outside, I think that's very smart. Other things you can think about would be also lessening his exposure to those sounds. So a lot of times we'll have that calming music on, we'll have some white noise. There are also noise minimizing devices that your pet can wear. So uh, there are like mutt muffs or almost like looks like earmuffs for dogs that they can be trained to wear. So that can help reduce their exposure. Or in a pinch, you can even put cotton balls temporarily in your dog's ear. So it just muffles that sound. 
pets are much more sensitive to sound than we are. So it's very scary to them and upsetting, especially any kind of siren sound, thunder, things like that. So minimizing their exposure, pairing big positives with it. So for instance, whatever your dog Bentley's favorite thing is. So if he has a favorite game, if he has a favorite treat or toy, like trying to pair that with that experience. So for some pets, it may be too much for them to enjoy that positive in that moment. So that might be where we break it down. Maybe we, we expose them to little sounds of, of the alarm going off. So we may record that sound or find it on the internet, pair it with a positive. And so we build up to that experience of him being like, oh, okay, no big deal. So it's it becomes like a routine. When that happens, that means I get this really great goodie. I get my favorite toys. So you turn it into a positive for him. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense because it impacts him, right? I mean, you he just shudders for a while and, you know, you try to hold him and calm him and, you know, of course, reassuring words of like, hey, it's fine. And you show him like, you know, this is where I'm at. Nothing's happened. It's just the sound. You know what I mean? So you do try to walk them through it because, yeah, we have to be sensitive to those things. But, you know, as a pet parent, and I think a lot of people, you know, that are listening to this, I mean, when we take on the responsibility of pet ownership, emotional support is one of them. And we all can see that each one of our pets do have a pretty solid personality. You know, they're, they're easy to understand in a way. They can even speak animal, can't you say? I mean, like, give us your example there is what I'm describing, Mikkel. Yeah, absolutely. So animals are so connected to us. They, they can read our body language, our facial expressions, even different chemical changes in our body. Our pets are very, very sensitive to this. So it's important for us to pay attention to our own emotional well-being because when we're upset or we're on edge, you notice a huge difference in pets. So a big part of Fear Free is watching over your own emotional well-being and then being able to watch your pet's body language. So that's how they communicate continually with us is through their body language they may have some verbal sounds like yeah, perhaps their little woofs or their their growls or whatever their their communication is. It's also important to not punish our dogs for communicating with us. So one thing you'll see is the dog that perhaps growls and they're punished for that. What happens is when we punish the growl, we actually take away an important a form of communication for our pet, letting us know that they are feeling upset, that they don't feel okay in that situation. So from there, they may jump into that actual snap or bite a lot faster. So not punishing our pet for telling us how they feel, but trying to help our pet to feel better in that situation and giving them coping strategies. And for pets and for people, it's very, very similar. Our, our physical, our mental, our emotional health, they are all interconnected and being able to change that emotional baseline and give those coping strategies is really essential. And two, like, I mean, this extends to all pets, right? Like horses and, you know, all types of things. Is that right? I mean, this is a universal thing. So is there a difference in the way that you handle dogs versus like the horses? Can you give us some knowledge there when it comes to fear free? Absolutely. So with fear-free certification, we have certification that's based on companion animals like dogs and cats, but we also have equine certification and uh, other certifications that are upcoming. So we have avian as well. And a lot of it depends on the species. So looking at their specific communication, their specific needs, a horse, for instance, a lot of times you it's very important to let the horse know where you are when you're working around their body. And it's important for dogs and cats too. But for a horse, you if there's just uh, if you make a mistake, the consequences can be a lot more devastating than it would be for a dog or cat for instance. But for both it's really important to 
give them an indication of what we're doing. So a lot of times we just do stuff and just, you know, kind of assume that the animal should just tolerate it or that they'll be okay with it versus remembering that they really are an active participation or they are an active participant in that interaction. So when we're working with the dog, for instance, with the nail trim or we're working with a horse, we're trying to, to shoe them or to pick their hoof. For both, it's important to use a thing called what we call touch gradient is an important part of fear free. And it's almost like when when you're you're having a massage and the masseuse keeps their one hand on you as they move around. Same thing with the pet. So it reduces that startle and that surprise response. And it also allows them to know where you're at around their body, which is very important, especially when you're working with a 1200 pound horse who if they jump startle, it, it can be pretty devastating. So letting them know and, and pairing positives with that experience as well. So treats are good for both horses and dogs and cats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is this certification based then? So somebody's listening to this and they're interested in learning more. Is this something that you encourage pet owners or is this through like a clinic or, you know, give us a better understanding of like where we can tap into Fear Free and what does that look like? So I would highly encourage you if you, if you're if you're looking for a veterinarian, for a groomer, pet sitter, trainer, to check out our list of certified fear-free professionals and fear-free certified veterinary practices, and you can find that on fearfreehappyhomes.com. Fearfreehappyhomes.com is all about different ways to improve your pet's emotional well-being. We have awesome videos and articles and great resources that are free for pet parents and for any animal professionals out there looking at fearfreepets.com. That's where we have our certifications, lots of courses, really good CE. And also checking out the the Happy Paws podcast by Fear Free Happy Homes that's going to be coming out in next month. So it's I'm really excited about that one. Yeah. So I want to get into that. So who like what kind of lineup? What can people expect when they subscribe to the Happy Paws podcast? So Happy Paws is going to have a lot of different features. Part of it is going to be interviews with some of the top professionals in the field. Uh, Dr. Temple Grandin is one. Uh, she's been an, an advocate for autism as well as big changes in in the slaughter industry, actually. So in the past, you may have seen there was a, a great movie that she was featured in that uh, was just incredible on how she made a big change in the cattle industry where cows before kind of just shuffled in and a lot of them were um, having these awful accidents, things like that. And she really refocused it on protecting their emotional well-being during during that process, making it better for them and, and which ultimately makes it, it a better process for everyone. And so Dr. Temple Grandin will be on there. Dr. Evan Anton, who is a family friend, one of the, he's been in People Magazine's Sexiest Men Alive. He's been on their list for, I think, seven or eight years now. He's very good looking guy, but just an incredible person, wonderful veterinarian. And we have, I, we're going to be looking at getting Victoria Stowell and Jackson Galaxy. So some really cool interviews. And we're going to have one feature is going to be the Hot Mess Hotline with you, know, you can call in with a question about your pet and you know ways to change some behavior that you may be having some issues with, ways to turn that around. So, And then we're also going to be doing some trainer talk too. So trainer to trainer talk and just all about the pet industry and ways that we can really improve the emotional well-being for all of our pets. So a lot of it will be dog and cat focused, but we'll also have some other critters like horses in there as well. 
Wow. That's, I mean, and it's, yeah, it's very in-depth and I love the approach that you're taking for it. You know, and here's the thing, like you said, you had interest in broadcast journalism. This is just that, you know, it's just a more of a unique platform in today's world to bring those messages. So essentially you are getting a taste of that. Okay. So here's another question I have as people are listening, I'm sure they're curious. What's the most common problem that you find with behavior when you, you know, when you as, as you've gone through and become a certified trainer, like what, what do you find are those common problems? And can you give us a quick tip before we let you go for the day? Absolutely. So I think that probably with, with dogs, the biggest one is reactivity on walks with other dogs or people. And a, an easy tip there is to put your dog on the right type of equipment. So a front clip harness right in the front of, front of their chest and also giving them treats. So we're pairing the, the side of dogs or people with something positive and asking for a behavior that they know, such as a sit, a down, a, a touch of their nose to the hand, things like that. So we give them an alternative focus. And with cats, the big issue a lot of times is peeing outside of the litter box. And one of the main issues if the pet has been taken into the vet and they medically are clear is that they don't have enough litter boxes out in the home or it's not not the right type of litter box. So for every one cat in the household, you want to have two litter boxes and add in an additional litter box for every cat thereafter. So if you have three cats, for instance, you're going to want four litter boxes. If you have two cats, you want to have three litter boxes. And a lot of times cats prefer an open box and a larger box. So just making those little changes can make a huge difference for your cat. Well, and some of that, I mean, like to you, Mikhail, is common knowledge, but I think somebody's listening going, oh my gosh, that resonates. Like I never really thought about that way. So, I mean, what great knowledge. All right. So before we leave you again, where can we find you, Mikhail? So you can check me out on fearfreehappyhomes.com and check out the new Happy Paws podcast that is going to be coming out. So we're really excited about that. And I'd love to have you listen in. Excellent. Excellent. All the details will obviously be in our show notes today. So Mikkel, this has been an absolute delight. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you so much. It was such a joy. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.